Okay. I guess we're back, boys. We don't have a designated intro yet, and I don't know if we're going to get one. I just started talking because I thought, well, I don't know if either one of them will. <laughs> I honestly didn't know that we were recording yet because last time there was a countdown. Was there not a countdown? This time. There wasn't. I didn't see really? it. Not that I saw yeah. it either. I saw it. Man. So. That's weird. Well, I got a countdown, so I was like. I guess David's I, the only one that got a countdown and still didn't talk when it said zero. I was. I think that means you've got to count us in next time, David. Okay, I don't know. We'll figure yeah. it out. Mr. Producer, I want the you know the three, two, and then the silent point. Oh, okay, silent point. <laughs> Welcome back. If you are listening. <laughs> If you're not listening, then you're not welcome. Uh, welcome back, listeners. Uh, all of you out there, theoretically. If you're a returning listener, we're especially thankful for you. Yeah, if you're a returning listener, you are the real MVP of this episode. And if you're a first-time listener, also pretty much anybody who's listening, yeah. <laughs> you are literally... This would be pointless. I mean, I guess we'd still have fun, but we appreciate you anyway. So today's episode, <laughs> that one just really got away from me. Uh, how are you guys doing? I'm doing great. Caleb, you're looking a little uh, a little green, buddy. Yeah, your video just went out. Yeah. Oh, did it? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. No, I just, I, uh, I'm doing, I'm doing really good, really well. Um, glad it's the weekend, Friday night. Can't think of a better way to spend my Friday night than talking with you two for a little bit. So there's a few different things I can think of, but <laughs> this is still pretty fun. All right. So turn up. Okay. Well, if this episode is anything like that botched intro, then we are in for it. We are going to have a good night. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. I think we're, I think this is a podcast where we keep it loose. I think we keep it loose, keep it. Of course. Off the cuff, and whatever happens, happens. And that's part of the fun. Uh, well, the movie for this week that we told you guys last week that we would be watching, and which we have now watched and will now discuss, is <laughs> Soul, the Pixar movie Soul. I'm Perd Happily. Um, should I'm we. Dave Davies. Who are you, Caleb? I'm that guy that says, and now you're listening to the rest of the story. What is that guy's name? I'm not really even sure. My parents listen to it all the time. The rest of the story. Paul Harvey? That's it. Paul Harvey. And I'm Paul Harvey. And this is the rest of the story. Is that a thing that exists now? Because I thought that was like a radio show from the 50s or something like that. Yeah, it was a long time Mm. ago. Okay. Uh, he's definitely dead, but I mean, I I remember listening to it as a kid, so it wasn't totally from the fifties. Anyway, nineteen seventy six. Sorry, sidetrack us. Yeah. Well, okay. Soul. We're talking about Soul. Uh, it is a Pixar movie starring Jamie Fox, Tina Fey. Uh, David Diggs is like one of the people who is like credited in it but he only has essentially a cameo appearance um and also starring that i think she's probably from new zealand 
that New Zealand, New Zealand. Yeah, the lady from uh, the Hunt for the Wilder People. Yeah, who if you haven't seen Hunt for the Wilder People, you may also know her as like the right hand lady of the Jeff Goldblum's character from Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> I can't even. What's his name? The Grandmaster. Uh. Yes, that is that is his name, and. David, honestly, if you had not said Tina Fey, I would never have known that that was. I wouldn't have either was. until I looked it up. It kind of surprised me. Yeah. Uh, do we want to start by giving our non-spoiler reviews, like two sentence reviews? Yes. All right. Who wants to start? Caleb, how about I you? Can start. you? Go. Sure. Um, since mine will probably be the, the simplest and, um, I guess, least critical or, or least deep. I thought, you know, it was such a such a fun and also a very thought-provoking movie. Uh, film, excuse me. Uh, and, you know, it, it just, it was a unique spin on, I think, some of the most complex or uh, difficult questions of life. Okay. Nice. Silas, what did you think? Um, I thought it was just like a charming story of self-discovery and like learning to appreciate the, the mundanities of life in quotations. I would say... I went into this movie with relatively low expectations and was pleasantly surprised, but I still can't decide if it falls on the over or the under for me. Mm. See, I was kind of there too, but I have a dumb reason why. Okay, well, now that we... So now we're saying, if you have not watched Soul yet, this is basically the spoiler break of like, we're no holds barred, going in talking about the movie spoilers if you don't want it to be spoiled stop listening now and go watch the movie first and somebody's uh somebody's sorry (laughs) silas in the downtown living down the ladies and gentlemen yeah uh, ladies and gentlemen this is silas's last episode police (laughs) just barged into his his apartment okay where do we want to start with this movie there's a lot of i think there's a lot of different angles that we could approach it from I'd say the beginning. Shocking place to start. <laughs> okay. Um, I was pretty surprised. I I guess just by the big twist that he like dies is like the main part of the whole movie. Mm. Yeah. I didn't really expect that going in. I hadn't read anything about it too, so yeah. Yeah. I guess I kind of had a like a vague awareness that he might have died, but I hadn't really thought about it. I don't think I had seen really any I might have seen like the earliest of teaser trailers where it's just kind of like this movie is something that exists, but really there's not like, you know, like the trailer before the real trailer, sure that level of trailer. It was like, I think that was all I had seen. And I was like, that looks weird. I hadn't seen anything at all other than the art of it on Disney plus. Yeah. Which I will say visually, this is pretty good, good movie. I would say, the animation was definitely one of the areas where 
a lot of the uh the visuals were like pretty were they were pretty but um yeah i don't know if i expected him to die so that was kind of interesting but were you expecting that caleb well once again like i i said last episode um i too knew nothing about what this was going to be about you know i feel like i had seen a trailer in theaters actually uh back when i saw tenet and so i knew i thought it was just gonna be like a musical type movie like you know with the jazz and all that stuff and you know it's called soul so i just figured it was going to be pretty light-hearted musical type movie um i don't know i mean i guess i was shocked that he died of course it it left it kind of open-ended he just fell in that manhole uh yeah and then ultimately i guess he wasn't technically dead but i guess in a comatose state yeah i guess he wasn't um, dead dead yeah yeah but he was but yeah it was so funny which is one of the recurring themes i guess from it is uh that man if that man does not look before he crosses the street from now like <laughs> there's moments in the movie where I'm like, all right, dude, I, I'm starting to get frustrated. I'm like, you've got to look where you're walking because that is the whole reason he died, and he still never once looks what before he crosses the street. <laughs> it's insane. Are you talking about like the, in just the beginning sequence where he's like walking past, like talking on his phone, or are you talking about like after? Yeah, that? well, every every moment. If if we go back and rewatch and just snip the moments where he crosses the street, never once does he look. And Wait. in the beginning, you know, he's he's walking and he the bricks fall. Obviously, there's mm-hmm. like all these other crazy things that happen. And then the one thing that gets him, he falls in a manhole, yeah. you know. It's, but uh, yeah, that I mean, it finally dawned on me towards the end of the movie. I was like, he and he barely even uses the crosswalk. I mean, so knowing that, I'm not surprised that he died. <laughs> I'm surprised. He, I'm surprised he, he died in the way that, yeah, I mean. I think he should have got smacked by the first car and that would have been the end of the movie because he, yeah, just haphazard. Um, but there were a couple references to that, I think, towards the end. Um, she said something, well, I don't remember what character it was, but said, you know, now you need to um, look where you're walking or something like that. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of funny. I, I did pick up on that. I was like, thank you. Finally, somebody's telling him. <laughs> Jerry. How did you guys? Yeah, I I feel like we the first place to to like kind of. How did you guys feel about the uh like the portrayal of like the I don't I don't know if it's like the afterlife but like the like soul realm I guess how did you guys feel about that? I feel like that's just such a hard thing to even think of portraying. So yeah, like probably props to them just for taking a crack at it but i don't think it was like the best or not that i've even i can't even think of another one so props to them for tackling that territory just in general it was definitely a pixar ish like depiction i feel like yeah and i don't know i had mixed feelings about it uh because on the one hand it is a pretty like I mean, we're all Christians, and it's definitely not I w- what I would say. I wouldn't necessarily call it a biblical interpretation of uh, 
what the afterlife might be like of like i mean i guess i don't know maybe there is some sort of weird holding realm where like all the like pre pre pre-existent like souls hang out or whatever <laughs> uh i don't know but i i don't know there was i mean technically that i don't go ahead well i guess it was like there there wasn't really like any and this might get too like theological if we go too far down this road of like maybe this movie isn't intended to be analyzed on its uh what it's saying about theology but i did notice i i at first i was kind of like okay i'm okay with this like but after a while i was just kind of like you know this is this movie is was a little bit like ecclesiastes but like it was sort of like an anti-ecclesiastes of like the whole point of ecclesiastes is kind of like if you remove god from the picture like life does become sort of like well not sort of but it does become like meaningless and vain and this was sort of like an exploration of the same themes but it was an exploration where uh it's sort of just like was like there's some sort of abstract higher power that is nice and is kind of in charge and we're not really going to deal with the like moral ramifications of like the like larger uh world origin structure that we've created which i guess for a pixar movie you know that might be a little too heavy but it was kind of like i don't know if that makes sense it was kind of like we're just going to have these like sort of ambiguous beings who seem pretty nice and there's not really any uh addressing of like deeper themes of like morality and right and wrong connected to like the functioning of the soul realm i guess yeah it was a very simplistic like yeah oh you just gotta like appreciate everything in life and like then you'll be happy and you won't get bogged down like become a lost soul trying to find like hit some career marker or whatever yeah being obsessed with yep. some sort of thing yeah and and i'll be honest uh i didn't think anything about that <laughs> really just i mean yeah i mean I, I didn't really delve too deep into the the depiction of and i think technically that really isn't the afterlife that's the before life well yeah but it's which, connected to the afterlife. yeah the afterlife's like, a big fly zapper <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. That's yeah, kind of exactly how I looked at it, uh, or what it reminded me of. Um, but yeah, I mean, you just think about it from from Pixar's perspective. You've got to remain neutral. I mean, sure. and like Silas said, it's that's something I can't even begin to think of like how you would depict that in a movie. And so I think right. that's just part of it. They've got to just. Um, I mean, I think overall it was. It was simple enough to where, you know, obviously it's an animated film. So, like, you would think that there's plenty of kids that are going to be watching it. And I think they'll kind of understand at least what's going on. Uh, it's simple enough for that. But also, 
it was complex enough for, you know, adults, parents, whoever's going to watch it to, to also sit and think, you know, that, you know, just think about, to me, it's more about the concept of even having a soul, you know? Yeah. And how that is kind of like separate from the body and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I didn't, that's not something that was running through my head during, during it. I thought it was kind of, you know, kind of fun, interesting the way, you know, especially I like the little different personality pavilions that they had. <laughs> and like, I think it was probably like halfway through when, you know, that she like scooped one, you know, one of the Jerry's scooped like 12. She's like, okay, now 12, you're going into self-absorbed. And, you know, four of you are going to go into something. Else. Like, it was, it was like so aloof funny. or something. Yeah, yeah. Aloof. Yeah. It was just, I think that was funny. It, it was just an, a unique spin, I think, on on a concept that not many of us could uh, express more, you know, let alone put on a screen. So I thought it was pretty good. And and obviously, David, you know, it's, I think it's probably easiest to just look past the theological standpoint of it as far as like from a creative aspect. Yeah, um, I wasn't. I didn't feel like that weird about it when I was watching it, but I was kind of like, just thought of it after. Yeah, I thought of it afterward. Of like, wow, that's really kind of like, I was, I was, kind, it was kind of like, does the moral of the story hold up inside of the, like, the, I guess, um, metaphysical does does the moral of the story hold up within the metaphysical construct that they built their narrative within which i feel like that might be more nuanced and uh complex than a can you can expect from a pixar movie sure anything because it's like a kid's movie yeah kids anything metaphysical might be like too much <laughs> all right we'll cut you a break on the metaphysical parts uh did you guys feel like it was a kid's movie yeah really a little bit yeah, like it's just it was a little like you said. Like you said, uh, if you're talking about such a big thing as like death and life and stuff, you could go a lot deeper into harder things to talk about. So it was a little, I guess, shallow on on that. But of course, it's going to be because I guess, in my opinion, it is a kids movie. I felt kind of like yeah. I was kind of like the main. Okay, so the main character is like an adult male. Not that he wasn't like relatable, although I guess I am also an adult male, so <laughs> I might relate to him more easily than like a child. Uh, but as soon as he was like in kind of like the afterlife, like on the conveyor belt in in these realms where it was like total darkness, until he like got to the great before, I was like, this is a little like if you guys ever watched like like kids cartoons from like kind of like way like back in like the 50s and 60s and like just kind of like back in the day and you're kind of like this is like kind of messed up to show to kids like i got a little bit of that vibe of like this is kind of dark for like i don't know if i would want to bring my like five-year-old to this guy like being dead and like in this zone of like his soul is trapped in this infinite blackness and then i guess when he shows up in the great great before it's like okay but i was like this is a little uh dark for for kids 
I think that's why they do it in like a funny or lighthearted way. Yeah. Like he just went, oh, down a, down a pothole. Yeah. Yeah, it was a comical uh, death. And it wasn't like explicitly said like, oh, he's just now dead. They showed his mangled body at the bottom of it or something. Right. <laughs> Until later in the movie. <laughs> yeah. His neck that is completely just snapped from his... No, I, yeah, I think maybe, you know, maybe it's like a, like a six to eight year old movie or maybe like a seven to nine. Mm. Cause I think it, it's not one of those movies, you know, it's not like a sing songy feel good. Yeah. I mean, that's, I guess in the end it is like feel good, but like, this isn't a song that like my little cousins are going to go around like quoting, you know, because it's fun. And I think like younger kids can kind of get it, but you think about the balance that Pixar tries to play. They know that it is, I guess, a kid's movie, but they also want to make a movie that's going to appeal to the parents that are going to watch it with their kids. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, I think this, more than maybe any other Pixar, Disney animated feature, is like, you know, gives the adults maybe more to think about as well. Yeah. I mean, so. True. Um, yeah, no, I think I was still classified as a kid's movie, uh, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't show my, you know, three or four year old cousin this and expect them to be totally consumed by it and like entertained throughout the whole thing. So um, yeah. definitely a little mature, a, a more mature audience, which is why, of course, we know it's rated PG. Is so it? Let's be real. Yeah, oh, it's okay. yeah. PG, not G. <laughs> yeah, I guess. So that's maybe that makes more sense because I was kind of like. You know, this is more on the like Wally end of the spectrum than it is like, yeah. the, like Cars or Toy Story or like some of the more like iconic Pixar movies of like I don't know. It was kind of like I felt like the except I mean, and I guess like the little like blue soul like guys are kind of like other than those guys, like there was not really anything in the movie that like seemed to like cater itself to like merchandising. You know what I mean? Versus uh-huh. like other like cars it's like you've got a whole like you can make a toy for like every single character of like a toy car type of thing yeah and racetracks and all kinds of like toys for that same thing with toy story obviously and same thing with like (laughs) monsters incorporated or something like that but like this didn't seem like it had something that like it didn't seem like it had a lot of space for like merchandise i guess which i don't know maybe you could say that's a good thing what did you guys like about the movie I mean, I liked the overall message. Um, I thought it was it was funny, you know, in parts it needed to be, but also it was. Yeah, I mean, it made it made me consider like not my purpose in life. I don't. That's that's a whole different conversation, you know. I I think, uh, like David, you've already alluded to with us three being Christians, you know, we kind of know and know where to derive our purpose, if that's what you want to call it. But otherwise it, it teaches you or what I liked about it was it like helps you appreciate the more simple things in life. Like Silas said, the, you know, the actual living and not try to focus so much on a singular uh, spark, like they said in the movie or like a singular goal and I think so many people, especially maybe our age, in their early 20s, early to mid-20s, who are 
still trying to figure something out or maybe they're trying to find what they're going to do in life, there is a big push to find your one thing or your one spark and that kind of thing. And um, I guess overall what I'm just trying to say is I, I like how this movie made you consider that that might not be what life is all about. You know, there's there's more things than just one that you can get joy out of and, and really uh, enjoy life from. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely a nice, like, reminder, nudge to appreciate, what did Joe say, the plain old living? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um yeah, it was it was a nice little push reminder of that. I did like the, uh, when Joe played the jazz and stuff. It was all like pretty good music. Uh, I found that enjoyable. Yeah, the soundtrack. I went and listened to it uh, a little bit afterwards, and it's a pretty good soundtrack. Like it's a, an interesting mix. The jazz is by a guy named John Batiste. I think is how you say his name. Huh. Uh, who I think is an established like musician and is I think famous for a few different things. I'm not really sure, but the uh like soundtrack part of it is by I think it's by two guys, but one of them is the like Nine Inch Nails guy, Trent Reznor, who also did uh um oh what's the Facebook movie Social Network. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he did the yeah. soundtrack for that. Huh. So I thought the soundtrack was really good. I also I did like the moral of the movie. I, at first I thought I was like not going to like it. I was like I don't like where this is going when they had the whole like you got to find your spark thing. I was like, mm, I don't <laughs> like I don't like that at all. Uh and then Yeah, I I like that too. Like you know, that's a good that's a good point other than just like enjoy the regular living like on top of that don't just make your purpose your career or your passion yeah that's not what you should be focusing on because i took it like at the end of the movie where the guy the other jerry was like oh you mentors and your purposes like that's not what a spark or whatever he said and it's kind of like okay like a spark is just like something that um it's just it's just sort of like an appreciate like I don't know. I don't know what it's it the is really. Ethereal, unquantifiable, like it's a, it's like a it's a like ignition an unquant- of your curiosity. Yeah, or like just it's like it's like an unquantifiable um like sense of the inherent value of being alive, I guess. I don't know. Um, of yeah, I liked the fact that at the end of the movie, it wasn't like you have a pre-existing like purpose, like you can appreciate life and do a lot of different things with the like personality and spark and whatever that you're given. So I did like that the ending was not didn't go the direction that I thought it was going to go. Um, anything else you guys liked about the movie? 
I didn't take any notes on this one this time because I didn't want to. I didn't really either. Yeah, be that. Where would you? I don't think anybody <laughs> thought I was going to, but I didn't. <laughs> Where would you? How would you like put this as a Pixar movie? Like, would you say this is like above average, below average? Is up a Pixar movie? You... Up is a Pixar movie. Yep. And Pixar's had some bangers. They have had. Yeah, it's it's hard for me. I thought it was a really good movie, um, but it's I don't know. I, I don't have like a. I I do a pretty bad job of like keeping mental track of like any sort of list, but especially with Pixar movies. I don't know that it's one that I would go back to and like be excited to rewatch. Same. Uh, I was kind of there because, too. Like, even even though you, because like once you know how it ends, it kind of like you get that initial feeling, and you're like, "Oh, that's a nice ending," or whatever. That's a good moral of the story. But I think it was it was a big moral of the story movie, and once you know the moral of the story, it's like. You're not gonna go back and rewatch it. Like you, we could all go back and rewatch like Toy Story, you know, a dozen times or up because it's like, it's just entertaining. It's fun, yeah, and it just brings you some like some joy, I guess. But this one is like, you're sitting there and you're watching it, you're learning, and you're trying to piece together the moral of the story. But then at the end of the day, or at the end of the movie, you're just like, oh, that was nice, and and kind of move on. But uh, yeah, so for me, that's just how I feel about it. But that doesn't necessarily take away from the quality of the movie it was. So I think it was probably, I mean, I would say above average as far as Pixar movies go really? overall, but not necessarily for its rewatchability. Yeah, I didn't think, I don't know, I don't remember laughing very much. So I didn't, I guess I didn't. I didn't either. I didn't find it very funny. And yeah, I felt like i feel like it could have been funny you know like i feel like tina fey is obviously a comedian and known for her like comedy i don't know if she had any like writing involvement in the movie or if she was just doing voice acting uh but i didn't i don't know i didn't think that i didn't think it was that funny and i think it could have been funny and not necessarily have taken away from the movie so i don't know if that was maybe now we're getting into like what we didn't like about it it says tina fey also contributed to the screenplay having helped write some of her character's lines in the trivia okay so she just like wrote some of her character's lines i didn't Mm. think her character was unfunny i guess but i didn't as a whole i felt like there was a lot of opportunity for I don't know, maybe that's just because I'm like an adult. Like maybe like the scene where 22 is now in Joe's body and they're like trying to leave the uh, the hospital and she oh, like, can't, yeah. <laughs> she doesn't know how to operate the body. Right. I don't know, maybe that would be funny to a kid. I feel like there's a lot of opportunity for like some physical comedy there. Yeah. I didn't really find that scene all that funny, I guess. And I I don't know if maybe it is funny to kids or if I'm starting to feel like I didn't like this movie. Like, <laughs> just the more I think about it, I'm like, ah, ah, ah. 
That's so. Okay. <laughs> You're allowed to, you know, you're allowed to not like I it. I felt like I liked it when I finished watching the movie, but I feel like the more I think about it, the more like It's probably uh, a yeah. movie you're not supposed to like overanalyze. Yeah. If I had to guess. Yeah. This is I mean, you talk about my kind of movie right here. <laughs> don't I don't think about much of it and I just I I finish the movie and I sit back and I'm like that was pretty good. I mean, I chuckled at a few parts, and, and you're right. And it's almost like any more you expect. I feel like we've come to expect, if, especially in animated films and stuff, there to be quite a bit of humor, and especially like some witty humor. I think is yeah. becoming more and more popular. Uh, there were a few moments, you know, I chuckled, and and there was never like a laugh out loud necessarily, or uh, you know, a genuine like just makes your abs hurt laugh but um i don't know i think it was an appropriate amount of humor for the type of, of movie they were trying to go yeah for. and it was like a serious a more serious like cartoon i guess but also yeah like movies like wally and up uh those even tackle i guess even mm-hmm. like finding nemo too like they tackle bigger well maybe not bigger but they tackle tackle maybe some more complicated like issues yeah okay but like like up is like funny like up has a lot of like comedy in it and it's like genuinely fun like the like the like doug is funny and like the little what's kid's name (laughs) russell and like up is like a pretty funny movie uh and i felt like this could have been i don't know i don't think you have to sacrifice humor to like tackle uh oh yeah and definitely not so yeah. i don't know yeah i i think i'm just i think i'm leaning towards like the under on the you know i was like at first i was like i don't know is this a six is it an eight uh, i don't know and now i think i'm i'm leaning i i think i'm gonna put it at like a high six like a 6.9 but no seven so this is like one of those. This, see, that's why this is the rule. Is like because I feel like this is one of those movies that otherwise would just slide right into that seven slot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think mm-hmm. I think we gotta I think we gotta cut the cheese. <laughs> nope, that's yeah. that <laughs> not. The, yeah. I think that's a phrase. I mean, if that's what you feel you have to do to get a good rating, then I'll let you. But uh, let gotta, me just say, I'm glad. I'm glad we're remote. At this I point. think we gotta, you know, cut the cut the cake and tell it how it is. I don't know. Cut the cord. Uh, that, oh, now we're ta- now we're back on death. There's I some kind of. That's not what cut the cord means, dude. It's all birth. Yeah, I mean. Oh, I I feel oh pull the plug pull the That's plug yeah yeah pull the plug. There's too too many. I mean, look, we just said cut the cord is birth, pull the plug is death. Come on, like can we think <laughs> of some more analogies around here? Uh, uh, I'll tell you one thing I did like that I thought was interesting is like you know the hall where Joe is like uh at the, it's kind of at the beginning of when he's like mentoring twenty two and he like walks in and it's like the little all the little bits of his life. Sure, I did like that in retrospect of like he walks into this hall and he's like this is my life like it's so it's terrible it's miserable like it's meaningless and then at the end kind of at the end where he's like playing piano 
right like right before he's like goes into the like soul realm or whatever and he's like looking back on his life and thinking about all of the like positive things about it of like the like how much of it is about perspective on yeah you know of yeah like i think that might have been go ahead well, it was just like when he was first there and he was like, oh, my life. It was like, it was like that, those, she, I think 22 here, he has a line of like, who like, a, like curated this museum or something like that. And 22 is like you did of like, you know, is your, your consciousness and your perception of your life is what populates that realm of like, um, you know like what stands out yeah yeah and and i thought that was good of like oh you gotta appreciate the the value of your life mm-hmm. so that was good you yeah, know what i, I just thought say, of go ahead you, the, you know the guy who's like name tag he stole yeah where's yeah. where's that guy what, what and also the the cat's soul was yes. on the little path <laughs> and <laughs> it, somehow it got back in the cat it got back it just automatically came back to life like what's the de- <sighs> there should be a dead cat there the cat should be no dead. got nine lives <laughs> that, uh, that was just <laughs> one. <laughs> oh, okay i got you i get it i get it okay yeah that's funny I yeah, was, uh, yeah i was watching that i was like okay so i'm pretty <laughs> sure the way this works like that cat should be dead now <laughs> yeah oh, that's funny that's funny. Um, yeah, David just kind of, I mean, I think that might have been one of, if not the most powerful scene in the movie, just when he, you know, that's when he goes into the zone and he goes yeah. back to get 22. But, you know, during that whole time when he's playing the piano, he lays those items out on the top. And those very same moments of his life in the beginning that he said were so boring and his life was so meaningless then he almost reflected on those same memories and found the meaning in those. Like, you know, he's tasting I remember that one scene where he's like, he tasted that pie and it was just like, that gave him so much joy in the moment. You know, it, I just thought that was, I mean, it was beautiful combined with the music that we've already talked about. Um, yeah, I just thought it was really good. And, and um, I, I did like that scene particularly particularly well that probably was like the crescendo of the film yeah i also like the uh i don't remember what the lady like the saxophone lady's character's name is uh, uh it's like the some dory dorothea yeah, something dorothea uh, williams dorothea, dorothea williams yeah williams. where he like does the gig with dorothea williams and they walk out and He's like, I thought I would feel different. And she tells the little thing about the the fish in the ocean. I thought that was that was pretty profound. Is that? And I thought there's some kind of like David Foster Wallace quote that's like really similar to that, or something like that. You're not thinking of the one where the guy's on the roof of the house in the flood, are you? No, I don't think so. I think and he's it's, like he's like. These people in the boats keep passing him, and he's like, "No, it's all right. God's God's gonna come. He's gonna save me." No, no, that is. I also like that metaphor. That's the only one I was thinking of. Um, 
no, there's some kind of thing about fish in the water and this is water and yeah, well, it's like it's like I think well, at least what I took from that is you know that fish, that younger fish, yeah, was looking for the ocean, always looking for something bigger, uh-huh. and even though and the older fish is like, you know this is the ocean, this is water, you're and then once he got you know it's like once Joe played that gig, what he thought he really wanted. He was so disappointed when he realized there wasn't really anything else. Well, what are we going to do now? Well, we're going to do the same thing tomorrow night. We're going to play the same gig. And it's like that that young fish was always looking for something bigger, looking for the ocean. That That's what he thought was the apex. And the, it's like the older fish is like, no, this is the ocean. You're you're living it right now. There's not always something bigger and better. Or you just need to look around and say, you know, this is where I am in life and and be satisfied with it. So... That's kind of like a few of the thoughts I guess I had from that quote. But yeah, that that was, I think there there were little snippets like that that made the movie so good. And, you know, we talked about maybe the lack of humor or some of the other typical things we look for in an animated film. But I think the reason I really liked it was just those few moments that, I mean, you just, that take you by, by surprise almost. Yeah. All right, Andy. I guess do we have anything else we needed to talk about of like what we liked about it or what we didn't like about it? Uh, one more thing, I not necessarily didn't like about it, but I thought it was maybe like a missed opportunity for something so obvious. Uh, I don't know. I just thought it was weird that for a movie where the main character was a musician, for it not to be like a musical or even have. Oh like yeah, a couple more musical numbers. I thought that was a little, and I know Pixar doesn't have like a lot of musicals. I mean, they have Coco, uh, but that's kind of it. Well, I guess there's other like than some of their shorts. There's like a lot of like jazz in it, but mm-hmm. there's not a lot of like songs. I guess. Yeah. Like, like, like. Yeah, I don't know. And that didn't that didn't necessarily like make or break it for me or ruin it or anything. I just thought it was interesting, an interesting choice. You have a main character who's literally a musician and not to have them sing or much like that. I thought it was interesting that he didn't like come away with a deeper appreciation of his role as a teacher. Mm, I thought they were gonna. Yeah. Kinda, I thought they were gonna loop back to that, uh, because uh, he starts out as a teacher, and then he goes to the great before. It sort of accidentally becomes a mentor, and he's obviously a good teacher, and he's also a good uh, mentor, sort of inadvertently. And I thought they were gonna like loop back to that at the end of the movie of him realizing like, oh, you know, I. He we're realizing that he also like enjoys and appreciates teaching and mentoring other people and helping them develop their passion for music and like that being a uh, sort of a thing of like he realizes that his like spark in life is bigger than just like being fixated on jazz like piano coming a fat a famous jazz musician yeah. yeah. 
Maybe that'll be Soul 2. I don't know. I don't know if you can do a 2 for this one. I don't know. I was just saying that. Yeah. I, that would be interesting. Uh, a couple things I, I liked. I thought the... Uh, like the Lost... Well, I guess the area of Lost Souls and in the zone. You know, it's basically the same place, but... That little, I mean, those little characters in there, like Moonwind and all those, that was probably the funniest part of the movie. Uh, just being introduced to those characters, I, I really enjoyed that. And just like the sign, like just the fact that he was a sign spinner, I don't know why that's so funny to me. And just the way that it, that he was totally zoned out. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Just just think about it, it made me really really laugh. But. Uh, that that part I really liked, and just that whole uh, character, and like you know, he's like, I must go down with the ship. <laughs> I mean, there were like, I think those were were memorable moments for me, and I really, uh, I think that's like where the kids would really gravitate and enjoy a lot of that stuff as well. Here's yeah. what I don't get: is where did how did he get the ship? Yeah, how does that work? The sign. The sign. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. What was he even like supposed to be advertising, anyways? I never read I the sign. Like, I thought it was like the, there was a moment when I read it. Yeah, um, but I don't know. know exactly what it was. Let me what see if I can. That's a pull that up, Jamie. Pull that up. <laughs> see if I can find it. Yeah, I thought I thought he was a really funny character, and the little accountant soul was also like one of the things I laughed at probably the most. It just says hot deals, fifty percent off everything. Oh, I don't so know unspecific. what the store is. Yeah, uh, the stockbroker, or not the stockbroker, but the hedge fund manager. I mean, uh, I I laughed at that because uh, <laughs> you know they're like make a deal, said, make a deal, make, make a deal. Yeah, make the trade, make the trade. <laughs> what was he? Uh, ah, a hedge fund manager, and you know, just being kind of in that world of finance and stuff, I I got a pretty good laugh out of that, and and so. Thought that was pretty good. Yeah, and him. I thought it was funny, like uh, him, like trashing the uh, the his little like business, like the office where he worked. That was yeah. funny. Yeah. There, yeah. see, but that was even like you could have done like a really like sweet like uh, Jerry Maguire reference or something right there. So it's very like. Uh, I don't know that the kids would not have appreciated that one, but I would have. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't even know who Jerry Maguire is. So. Oh, maybe we should add that to our list of movies to watch. That's one of my favorite. Like, well, one that we've talked about. Uh, I haven't even seen Wally. I mean, you guys have talked about that a little bit. I haven't seen that. So, whoa, uh, really? I have a lot yeah. to say about Wally. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Okay, maybe we'll put that on the list. Okay, I don't know. I, I had no idea Silas was so uh, passionate about Wally. <laughs> Not even like passionate. I just think it's really interesting. Okay. Uh, man, I'm trying to think. I can't. I think that's pretty much everything I had to say about it. If we had to give this, well, do we have any like trivia? Um, trivia, I guess, um, 
the subway train that Joe and the cat get onto is like number 2319, which is the same code in Monsters, Inc. Oh, yeah. Oh, (laughs) that's funny. Um, 2319. Yeah, but other than that, I didn't really notice a lot. There's a lot of just like little Pixar things Hmm. like that. Um, Like, I guess there's broccoli when Joe is showing 22 the the importance of life or whatever, which is in Inside Out. But I've never even seen Inside Out, so. Me either. Yeah, no, I, I didn't didn't catch that which i haven't seen inside out so yeah makes sense um the uh, uh, another yeah the accountant guy or the accountant what was the name everyone is every name was jerry he was terry <laughs> it's i spent it's most of the movie just trying yeah i spent most of the movie just trying to determine what kind of accent it was or like that character had because you know it's like a little australian but then, like, there were moments when it didn't, I mean, it just sounded, it was so funny to me. I thought he was a a very good, like, I guess, antagonist of the of the film. It's a lady. It was pretty funny. Well, I know, yeah. So, I did not, to me, it sounded like a guy the whole time. No. But then I look at the cast list, and it says Rachel House. I don't, and I don't know who Rachel House is, of course. She's but, in, she always plays that character. Like, she does. Of, like, the, like, I'm super... gonna find him. Yeah, yeah, oh. like she's like always like hunting people and yeah. like laying she's down the square and like yeah, a square. really kind of grumpy. Ricky Baker, yeah. man, we'll have to I... watch like. Uh, have you seen Hunt for the Wilder People, Caleb? No, that oh, one might have to so go on good. the list. That is like it's it a Taika Waititi be. film, and man, it is good. It, it might be good. like top twenty for me. Yeah, it's a pretty. Uh, I also just read Joe Gardner is the first African American main protagonist of a Pixar movie so props to that yeah that was cool that was like uh, they had a lot of like I mean pretty much all the characters were black like I don't think like except for I guess Moonwind is a white guy oh yeah Uh, the I'm trying to think there's not really that many I guess proportionally there were a lot of like minority a lot of like minority representation. Um here's another one. When Joe's getting his hair cut, the barber has like a picture of the, his daughter and she's holding the bunny from Toy Story Four. Uh oh that's cool. Right there. Who that's was cool. voiced by Jordan Peele. So Okay. That's fun. cool. That's cool. That's a nice little like uh thing because like the bunnies all the those guys are like always trying to get get found by or get like adopted by a child don't get me started on toy story 4 though (laughs) i have a lot of feelings about toy story 4 and they're not positive i forgot that toy story 4 was even i mean i saw it but if you yeah i forgot that that was even a movie um I'm trying to think of, you know, I feel like there were a couple other things that you, while you guys were talking, it, it reminded me of something. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's hard to, you know, I think it, 
the moment we try to pull too much from it is like we're just you know reaching at straws. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about how jacked uh, that barber was. Yeah, <laughs> it was. I mean, or we could talk about. I mean, the beard to face ratio. <laughs> 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 I mean, you know, I've seen guys with long beards, but this this was not even just a long beard. If if you shaved that beard, he would have literally a peach sized head. Man. I mean, it was crazy. It was so that funny. Dude, of course, his beard was even yoked. Like. <laughs> <laughs> his beard had muscles uh, that was that was oh, pretty man. funny uh, I liked our one I thought kind of obvious turn that did not happen it was not obvious uh, I figured you know oh well they're going to switch bodies and 22 you know Joe's going to get his body back 22 will go to the cat and they'll always just be like you know lifelong best friends or whatever that's kind of where I was thinking for a little bit um you know i think it's good that that's not what happened but i also wish i had known or wish we had figured out who 22 actually went to or like the the body or or, you know seen a little more of her ultimate destination i guess Um, but maybe that's the that's part of the curiosity of you know just knowing that she eventually did end up on her david diggs plays the guy who is mocking joe's musical ambitions yeah i didn't realize that's who he played yeah i had to like look out to figure out like who his character was because that's like, funny it was like he's paul and i was like who's paul <laughs> uh but yeah yeah i can't think of uh anything else I don't know. Yeah. I was wondering if maybe like 22 would become like I guess this wouldn't tie, line up, but they're like they referenced like Joe had some like lady that he was like secretly interested in, but he was like Linda or something like that or whatever. And 22 was like you should call her. And I was like, "Whoa, maybe maybe like he'll call Linda and then they'll get married and then but that would take forever." So Yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't really line I think it might up. Might have been Lisa. Lisa, maybe that's what it was. I don't yeah. remember. Well, I yeah. hope he called her, <laughs> just for his own. You know, he's trying to live it, live his life to the fullest. You should call her. I don't know. Oh, this was a segment I, I thought of last time. You know, for Snowpiercer, and there were a couple other satisfying moments for me. Oh uh, right, one being. When his, you know, when he got that perfectly tailored suit from his dad, because even the brown suit they put on, I was like, that's not good enough. Because I was like, you know, his the the one the drummer of the band called him like, he's like, you need to look like a million bucks. Mm-hmm. And he puts that brown suit on, and you know, for the longest time, I was like, oh, this is what it's gonna be, whatever, it's fine. But the moment they pull, she pulled that blue suit out, and you know, he's sitting there getting tailored. I was like, that, that's what I was waiting for. Like that's the. That's like when, you know, in a superhero movie, when they, they get their final, like, piece of armor. Or in Power Rangers, when all the Zords come together and like, <laughs> make the Megazord or whatever. It's like, that's it. He's ready to rock. Uh, so I just thought that was kind of satisfying and, and, and cool to see. I the I think the most satisfying moment for me was, like, uh, when he finally got back into his original body. Because I was like, 
I was like, mm. when as soon as he like went into the cat, I was like, not about this. I don't know. I didn't like <laughs> it. I don't know it's why. Like grading or disorienting to have like Tina Fey's voice coming from his character. Yeah, and I didn't. I just didn't like the fact. I don't know. I don't think I would like to be trapped. I I think to just like be so close to being back into your body and then being like, now I'm in a cat. It's just like. Mm-mm. I don't know. <laughs> also, I, <laughs> I I thought this was kind of weird, but like, nah, never mind. Actually, <laughs> I'm not even that. You're leaving us on a cliff like that. Well, I thought it, okay. I thought it was weird that when Joe was taking a shower, like. Joe's body, 22, and Joe's body was taking a shower. Joe the cat was, like, outside with the door closed. Like, it's his body. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like, you know, I was like, I don't know. just felt weird. Or, like, I was like, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) It's not like. I thought thought it was. Yeah. um, I thought it was funny when. 20 you know the same scene but when she screamed and then she's like this water's so hot (laughs) you know like it just that's not what i thought the scream was going to be about and so i thought that was kind of clever and probably like intentional on pixar's part you know it's like that's just one of those oh you can i can see it now the youtube title these 12 scenes that <laughs> kids don't pick up on, but adults totally do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. that's just like something. I thought it was funny. You know, I kind of chuckled that. This water's so hot. And he's like, oh, just turn the other knob. She's like, okay, that's all it was. <laughs> just hot water, you know. Let me throw one more trivia at you. Um, 22 is also the number of films Pixar has released before this. So, so shouldn't she the... be sold 23? Apparently. Uh, I guess that doesn't have i don't know that doesn't quite uh have roll off the tongue as well as the same 23 i did think it was a little bit funny uh, like having all the like mentor soul people oh yeah the different historical characters yeah that was i think funny. my favorite one was abe lincoln Muhammad got Ali. me yeah <laughs> oh yeah abe lincoln got me because he said uh Jackson's on the twenty. She's like, so you're telling me you're okay with being on the, on the penny? He's like, yeah, of course. You know, Andrew Jackson's on the twenty. He threw his hat down. That was pretty good. How does she know that though? I, I guess know. it's true. Yeah, she's never been there. Maybe she's she had Andrew Jackson. I don't know who told her that. Because it seems like all her awareness of Earth comes from talking to people who have been there. So uh-huh. I guess she yeah. knows how to hey, get in touch not... with like, moon wind and stuff. So. Yeah, well, let's, you know, speaking of her experience with Earth, let's not forget how impactful pizza was on her life. <laughs> I, okay, honestly, I was watching that and I was kind of. That like, was funny. I was kind of like, so is her spark going to be like eating? Like, like. <laughs> I mean, she could have like, been a, you know, a pizzeria owner instead of just eating pizza. But, but that was it very quickly, tr- like, became evident that it was just any sort of like consumable yeah right yeah. And, no it's euro i promise and then he, he's like euro <laughs> that was yeah that was a funny little 
See, I think looking back, there's there's some pretty funny stuff. Let's not, um, you know, dig it too bad. Well, what did you give this, Caleb? What'd you rate it? Can we go to that? Uh, or do you yeah, have other stuff to talk about? No, I think uh, I think we're we move I think we're on the ratings. Um, man, it's tough. And and David, I think you made a good point. This is like a easy movie to just say seven for. Um, because I did really like it, but it's probably gonna have to fall in the six range. I'll just I'll I'll stay even with a six because I just I don't know that it's an eight and and. Nine and ten, I don't think it is either one of those. So uh, maybe I'll just go six point five. All right, I gave it a six, so I'm with you there. Okay, I'll give it a six. I was going to give it a six point nine. Is I think I I definitely enjoyed it. I would say it was definitely worth the watch. I didn't regret watching it. I almost watched it again in advanced preparation for this because I um watched it on Tuesday which is a few days before we were recording so I'll give it a 6.9 and you know we can give them 7s if we really think they're deserving of a 7 but I think this is one of the ones where a 7 is just it's just the easy way out yeah it's kind of a cop out so yeah. I give it a 6.9 I give it a 6.9 and we don't take the easy way out <laughs> yeah we are hard core movie reviewers <laughs> obviously and what, the only thing left for us to do is to decide what movie we're going to watch next yeah once again we didn't do this ahead of time for. I'm feeling like we kind of have to do WandaVision that's like a whole like series though that's isn't whole, it yeah a show oh it's a, it's a show I thought you put yeah. it on there David uh, no I don't have it on here because it's like a it's like a show. I thought it was for some reason. Well, oh, we should also um, we should also I think talk about and this could be at the beginning or whatever, but we should start. You know, and at this point, if viewers or, or listeners are going to watch these movies with us, they'll figure it out. But uh, you know. It's on Disney Plus. It's rated PG um, because I think that'd be helpful just to always recap like what is what it's on, you know what where you can watch it because like I told you with Snowpiercer, I went to Hulu first um, to find that one. So, but yeah, I don't know what to watch next. Peanut ooh, Peanut Butter Falcon, I think. It's one I've wanted to watch for a while. I don't know if you guys have seen it or at least know anything about it. I've seen, I've it. seen it. Oh, you guys have both seen it? Wow. Bummer. Shia LaBeouf. Uh, <laughs> so let's let's watch one that none of us have seen. Oh, uh, okay. Um, what kind of, like, what do we want to be genre-wise? Because we did a, I guess, sort of like a darker sci-fi thriller yeah. with Snowpiercer. We did a children's animated film with soul uh i put a bunch of movies on the list that are like older movies because uh we had jared the new preacher at the congregation i'm at here in oregon over for dinner last night and we were talking about movies and he said 
What's your favorite non-sci-fi movie? And then that became classic movie, which means at least 45 years old. And I was like, I have not even seen that many movies that are were made before 1975. So I went through and I looked at uh, some of the older movies uh, that are on on like IMDb's like top list or whatever, and put some of those on there. So yeah, I don't know if they're gonna be good. Some of them, like I put like Seven Samurai and Ben Hur on there, and those I think are both like over three hours long. So. I've seen Ben Hur. What an epic tale that is! Is it yeah. worth putting on the list? Because I was kind of like, well, I saw you put those on, and then I put on uh, Lawrence of Arabia, which is also really long yeah, and also that. old. But <laughs> and I don't okay. recognize hardly any of these, so it's just another per- perk for me because I, you know, for all I know, these could be rom coms and. I wouldn't know the difference. So Okay, well, let's start with this. Let's decide. For Valentine's Day, we decided we were doing About Time. Are we wanting right. to do that for Valentine's Day in our lives or Valentine's Day in our listeners' lives? I say we do it for the listeners. Okay, so then let me see when we need to do that because that will come out. That will release the week of the... Uh, that will release on, I think... I was going to say February 15th because then people could watch it on Valentine's Day and then review, listen to the review the day after and have a little, which means that we would need to record it on the 29th. So we can do one more in between. Uh, so we don't need to do about time yet. We need to do one, at least one more before. Uh, we could do this movie, The Promise, which looks kind of interesting to me. I've never seen it, but it it's got Oscar Isaac, Christian Bale, and it looks kind of. I don't really know what it's about. It's got there's some romance, but it looks like there's also some like adventure. It takes place, I think, like in like the Ottoman empire like towards the like somewhere in the middle east like in the early 1900s or something like that i don't really know what it's about uh but it looked the trailer looked interesting let's do it (laughs) i'm one of the characters is an american photojournalist so oh yes i think they say that in the trailer so there we go go. all All right right, so we're doing the promise let's do it okay on netflix uh Netflix it's on PG thirteen. Netflix PG thirteen. I believe it is available on VidAngel if you want to watch it on VidAngel. Uh Netflix. Is it available anywhere else? It doesn't look um, like it. Yeah, I'm not seeing it. Yeah, I mean you could rent it from different places. YouTube yeah. for okay. four bucks. So um rentable. Uh one one quick thing I just thought of, um or just like a funny little thing. I started and and halfway watched this movie probably three times. So in my subconscious, I like <laughs> I had seen the first half of, of this movie so many times, but I would always fall asleep. Uh, so finally, I started you know start to finish, and 
was glad I did because if I had just relied on what I had kind of seen, I would have been lost completely. This movie? Uh, no, sorry. Like, Soul. Oh. I was like, I thought you were about to tell us what movie you had watched. No, <laughs> so I meant I to. Like, I thought so too. For you to say what we it can was. cut that. We can cut that. I just thought, like, I meant nope. to mention that earlier. But uh, we can cut that. If no, we want. that's staying in. That is staying <laughs> I'm going to leave everybody on the edge of their seat wondering what movie. <laughs> I mean, and if I'm being honest, I've done that with a dozen movies. <laughs> a dozen movies. Because, uh, you know, I, I stay up late and I start a movie and then I fall asleep and uh, wake up and the movie's over. So. <laughs> all right i'm kind of excited about this one i haven't even looked at it or heard of it so yeah yeah i have never seen go. it all right all right well listeners the next movie is the promise starring oscar isaac christian bale and uh, what's the lady's name charlotte, charlotte lebon Le who i don't think i've ever seen her in anything else let me see uh, yeah, I don't think I've seen any of her other movies that come up as significant ones. So, hopefully, she's a good actress. Yes. Alrighty, well, listeners, that's what our that's what we just call our listeners. Listeners, we don't have any, listeners. We don't have any like fun fan names for you. I guess you we guys could call them sevens because we don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. That's good. Uh, All you sevens out there. We'll call them eights because everybody out there is at least an eight in our hearts. That's right. That's right. Oh, wow, David. You're, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> I am. I was, no, I was just kind of being. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, thank you, Silas and Caleb, for talking uh, and for watching the movie. Let us know somehow. We don't have any ways for you to get in contact with. We have no social media presence other than our own. No, 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 no. Here's what we say. Leave us a five-star review, and we'll just count that as a comment on our podcast. Yes. Yeah, actually, yeah. Please do leave us a review. You can write a review where you write the words other than just giving us stars. Please do not give us bad stars. Don't give us 3.5 stars because that is the equivalent of giving us a seven. seven. Which is basically the antithetical to our entire premise here. And if we uh, ever do have social media, let us know if there's any movies we should be reviewing. Yeah. Let yeah. And you can write that in your review. I would like to incentivize people to write reviews on uh on Apple Podcasts or whatever you use. Just write us a review. I think it's uh yeah. Apple.gov dot podcast i think is the address dot gov okay no no uh (laughs) write us a review give it please give us five stars (laughs) and uh let us know what you think let us know if there's any movies you think we should be watching and we will probably add them to our list and watch them at some point maybe indefinitely in the future uh thank How's you guys that for, for a promise <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like thank the, you guys for listening wishy-washy promise ever <laughs> this is the end of the show thank you all peace